for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 389 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. No oh, shit, we're in person. In person, sitting face to face. Man, it's been a little while. It Almost a year, it seems like. Oh man. my goodness. So, uh, yeah, Will came into town today. We've been hanging out. We, uh, we watched both of the Star Wars things, Mando and Bad Batch, and we're going to talk about them. That's pretty, what we're going to be doing. Pretty great, by the way. Yeah, pretty good day for Star Wars TV, I feel. Um, so, listen. Uh, you should go to <laughs> blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. Huh. The Twitch channel, the, the Twitter, the Instagram, everything. It's all right there, easy to access. Um, and you get access, you can, you can find out how to find our Patreon. If you really like the show and you're like, oh, you want to support them or whatever, <laughs> you can do that there. Um, bonus content. Bonus content, which, by the way, since Will and I watched the Star Wars and then immediately sat down to record, there's not going to be an immediate reaction for either of the shows on Patreon. But I'm going to be putting this episode up early for everybody to make up for it. So, Our immediate reaction. Yeah. Hey, thanks. How's it going, patrons? Listen, you get look at Look at what you get, huh? <laughs> Stupid. Uh, buddy, so, uh, think the, oh, well, or patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast. That's the direct link to that, too. Um, how you been doing, buddy? I've been hanging in there. Man. Doing the family thing 24 yeah, 7. But, uh, you know, that's nothing new for me. How are you? I'm good. Doing all right. Um, stoked to have to have you to hang out with today it's been a good time dude it's been fun i've been having a blast i know we haven't done much but just chill watch star wars and go eat lunch at a kick-ass restaurant but mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't get any better than that that and podcasting it was funny when when we were going to the restaurant i told will like well i mean listen i've only ever ordered food from here i've never eaten there and he's like really and i was like yeah no i mean i'm not a big 
go to the restaurant and eat by myself guy. And Will goes, sometimes that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and I, I mean, like, oh, okay, I get it. So you're not like, well, we got to take the kids. When you're not cleaning up crushed up crackers off the floor or right. making sure somebody's not screaming or hitting somebody behind you in the booth behind you. Yeah. Just the mayhem that ensues. Sometimes going to the restaurant and just having no one to worry about <laughs> and nobody to deal with. Like you can order whatever you want off the menu. You know. Just and wonderful. Will was all bring you a newspaper, or a laptop, professional. Professional. professional solo meal right there a newspaper well first you gotta find a damn newspaper bro first you gotta find somebody that prints news on paper you get you could just print it print off a website on your home printer <laughs> carry around a stack of <laughs> <laughs> newspaper with like a clip on uh-huh. it Binder what are you clip? doing oh i'm reading about uh murders i don't know whatever is this the news today's news no i did took me like three days to print this out this is three days ago's news have you heard of the gritty (laughs) (laughs) will was trying to get me to get the bartender lady's name at the place we would or number you totally should have no i still stand by this no 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 that way that would have gone that would have gone real well. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I, I know, I know how these things go. He just walked his ass off. He said, "I don't want to hear it. I'm out of here." Ah, I just don't <laughs> want to hear the bad talk about my boy's skills. There are they are non-existent. They a, do not exist. A bartender was something else. That that, that was your stay on target, bro. Will bullseye it too. He was like, hey, check out the bartender. I was like, you know your buddy's type, don't it's you? got haws all over it. Um, so, by the way, restaurant, pretty good. Pretty good. I like that place. It's called Umami. Uh, it had a lot of Asian-inspired dishes, but not exclusively so. They had all kinds of things. They had hot plates, cold plates, apps. Huge menu. You know, sushi, tacos. It was crazy. The menu was huge. And everything looked interesting enough that I wanted to try it. And I got the tempanyaki, which is like... Uh, fried octopus balls. Little fried octopus balls. It was kick-ass. I had the pork 50-50 dumplings and the uh, chicken, chicken gyoza. gyoza. That's right. Yep. It's pretty good. Love an Asian-inspired restaurant. Let me tell you what. It was kick-ass. I tried your beef bulgogi with kimchi. That shit was Ooh. amazing. I'm telling you, that's, that's the whole reason I, I just... That's all I need. Uh, that's where what I will get every time I go there. I find that one thing, and I'm like, this, well, this is awesome. Stick with this. I veered off one time, and I tried the pork belly, and I was like, I should have got the bulgogi. I mean, this was good. but um, So, one second. We got two episodes of Star Wars this week. Two. Count them. One, two. <laughs> Well, that was more than two. Uno doves. Ah, ah, ah. I got two. Um, and it was weird. Like. Shit. <coughs> um, there was a bit of a theme. Spooky caves. Tonight on TGIS, thank God it's Star Wars. Spooky cave week. Spooky spelunking. <laughs> Um, gotta say, like successfully stayed off of uh, social media, so I didn't see a lot of 
<coughs> shit. No, no spoilers. Yeah, I didn't get any spoilers. I did know going into this second episode of The Mandalorian that based on the reaction from people that went to like the premiere, they seemed to think that this was the better of the two episodes. Really? People were real high on this episode. <coughs> Which... I can see why. I really like this one. Oh, and by the way, I told you guys we'd see a motherfucking mythosaur this season. We really did, didn't we? We sure enough saw that mythosaur. Saw it underwater. And at first I thought it was the mythosaur that captured Din Djarin and drug him down into the water. Yeah. But then I get eventually I was like, I guess he just fell. I guess he was he wearing all Beskar and was like a rock just right to the bottom off the ledge. I guess. Knocked his old ass out, too. It did, was, yeah. His ass was all on the bottom of that that fucking lake or whatever. Honks you, honks you out, bro. Lights out. I'm sure there's some default system that maybe closes your helmet or pressurizes it for you. Yeah. If there's an extreme change in temperature or environment, yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I think he probably was gonna plan on going underwater, just not all the way down to the goddamn bottom. Like Splinter skipped him like a stone across the surface of the water. And I kept thinking, rookie move, dude. You took your jetpack off. That's what saved your ass. You know, uh, Why not? Yeah, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan's jetpack is what saved both their asses. Jetpacks, they got a ton of usage. You want to fall real slow? Jetpack. You want to whip around like your fucking Iron Man? Jetpack. You want to fucking scuba Steve it underwater? Jetpack. You want to keep pace with a ship in the air? fucking uh, jetpack dude to be fair i don't know that the razor crest ever gave me an like i never saw that and went that's a fast ship well i guess that's you not the I mean? naboo fighter that's yeah, true yeah that naboo fighter it's something it's else funky. i like it i like it i it would be cool with me if it was docked in a bigger ship for him but dude i like the i like the naboo I'll, fighter i'll say this uh they so there's a vehicle version of that coming out they're doing one and uh, I probably I I could I think I'm gonna get it like I like it enough that like how could you not yeah and like you know my my collections are a little more focused now but that would that would fit in with the collection I bet you it's gonna look pretty cool they don't do vehicles much either and I love a goddamn vehicle yeah they really I mean they sell it the vehicle sells a whole toy line Phew, they sure do so do play sets yeah and they never do play sets last time they did Star Wars play sets they were like um all made out of cardboard and they're actually kind of neat but they weren't like a a real deal place up well that's kind of sad it's usually just like plastic backdrop yeah it's like plastic weird, scenery backdrop. weird molded plastic all together you know they're like uh i don't know get some white plastic and make it look rocky and they're like <laughs> okay what's this supposed to be hoth oh shit that works yeah make this part snowy icicle rock over here all right can i get one thing out of the way real quick will would you mind if i get one thing out of the way yeah let's get now it. listen i really like this episode of mandalorian but look i just look I, i'm tired of being this guy all right but it opens and it's tatooine and i go immediately i go are we gonna see boba fett he's on tatooine and then we get Peli Motto, right? And she's fucking funny, and it's great. She's talking to Jawa. She's grifting folks. Like, she has a YouTube channel about Brie Larson, right? She's running the grift. And he shows up, and they name drop Boba Fett, even. She's like, what you doing? Well, what are you, what are you here for? The Hutt's bat? 
going to take on Boba Fett? First of all, they're friends. Why would Din take on Boba Fett? That offends me. And secondly, they <laughs> shouted his name out and didn't even show him once. Not a single goddamn time. Like, they could have literally just had Tamora Morrison in front of a green screen going, Hey, Din, nice to see you. Be careful out there. You know what I mean? Like, <sighs> this is the way. Yeah. They didn't even do that. I ooh, I can't believe Maybe it. Maybe tomorrow was busy. Maybe he was filming a a cop drama. Doesn't he film the NCISs or something like that? S no. SVUs. Isn't no. He one of those? No. Absolutely not. Tomorrow would it would show up. He would film it in his backyard doing the haka and shit. You know what I mean? Like this dude would do it. He might. I might. He definitely would. You should have saw him. Fucking strutting on stage at Celebration last year on the live stream. Eating it up. I for real thought that um, Din Djarin was going to take his helmet off when he gave him that the broth to drink. I was like, oh, I'm already in a pasta. That's here. exactly. I thought so, too. I'm going to take my helmet off. Now, you want to talk about somebody that biz was busy. Pedro Pascal was running from fungus zombies during the filming of this season. His ass didn't even show up to say hello, I bet. We ain't going to see a, a lick of Din in face this season. <laughs> Not one, one goddamn bit of it. Pedro Pascal uh, with love from the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, but he called and said, hey, guys, I hear the team's doing real good. A mythosaur, crazy. Anyways, mm -hmm. got to go hang out with Bella Ramsey and run from mushroom zombies. Yikes. It's a good show. It's yeah. a real good show. Um, so, yeah. They, and by the way, I do like that it was Boonta Eve. Right, I thought that was a nice little nice fucking touch. touch. They're shooting off Final Fantasy X fireworks and shit. I like that. Cool that Grogu got to see fireworks on yeah. the way out. Very cool. Cool to see her little grift with the Jawas. You already mentioned that, but it's, yeah. it's neat. I like how she, like, <laughs> she tells them to just put the same parts on, but paint them different. Love it. Fucking love it, dude. Very good. Um, did anybody else notice that the Rodian that she was haggling with so it, that was a physical costume, but his mouth was CG. And there was a couple of scenes there where it was real noticeable that his mouth was fake. That it wasn't like a puppet mouth. Oh, wow. I don't know. Just fucking stuck out. I, I didn't even, It looked so good that I... Oh, I don't think it looked bad, but I just... I, I remember even. what Greedo's fucking green the lips look like. Trumpet in snoot look like. Yep. Kiss my ass, Greedo, with that fucking face. I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. Um, so, I guess it's kind of cool that it's R5-D4. That's his droid, like... That's the one that blew up. On yeah, a it's new the one hope. with the... So we, don't need any, we don't need any motivators like that. No, we don't need any You those. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it was pretty cool like I, I like that they at least gave him a little bit of a different personality than your typical like brave astromech droid in star wars the fact that he was scared and didn't want to go out that was an element that like kind of instantly makes him in endearing right or humanizes right a, a little bit like he's like no 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 i lived this long not by being brave uh -uh. no 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 just hang out with this old lady and fucking you know rip people off that's my kind of life not going on adventures. <clears throat> I so when so when they did the like you know the recap at the beginning and they were talking about the Mythosar rising up and fucking uh, Mandalore. 
all that stuff featured real heavy in the recap. I was like, oh, are we actually going to go to Mandalore right away? I thought they were going to delay it a little bit, but not nah, man. They went to the fucking man. They went to Mandalore real quick. Second episode. Oh my goodness. I thought it was kind of cool though. Yeah. I do think, now listen, this is maybe a little, uh, more cynical than I occasionally am with star Wars, but you know, when he's like, when they get down there, right, they go through the storms and he goes, um, the electrical field is fucking with communications. We're completely cut off from the rest of the galaxy down here. Is that how they're going to explain that no Mandalorian showed up for the sequel trilogy? We didn't get the call. We couldn't. Who? How were we supposed to know that fucking the First Order was fucking around? We can't get calls here. We don't got cell service. Oh, my goodness. And it's interesting to think what that could mean for whatever they end up doing on Mandalore. Like mm-hmm. their moves on Mandalore could be unseen by the rest of the galaxy because of this electrical storm and could hide what they're doing. They're probably going to come up with some sci-fi way to fucking terraform the planet. It's star Wars. There's going to be some kind of magic, magic space, magic of some sort. I don't know. I thought it looked cool though. Like the, it did look cool. The, like the glass, um, planet surface it's like reach after the end of halo reach right um hmm. then what happened spooky cave they got there and they went in the spooky cave and there were the creatures from that movie the descent living down there mm-hmm. you know those creatures be getting it on and familial relations they just don't matter anymore That's- i can look at a space creature and be like yeah, they uh, fucked the cousin. <laughs> that's more monster than man, really. Yep, yep, twisted and evil. <clears throat> I gotta say, okay, the the part that I kind of want to talk about the most is sort of the middle section when Din Djarin goes down in Elden Ring. Like, it gets real fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. And that creature that's a creature inside of another creature, but it's got some kind of organic eye terrifying but so fucking cool yeah super cool super menacing Mm -hmm. uh horrifying Mm -hmm. in many in many parts clearly there was something organic like brain and eye left i don't know what i i don't know if it was a mandalorian or or some other species but like that was crazy and just living down in this fucking cave and catching folks and draining blood out of them? What was he doing? Uh, that's the shell of lifestyle. You know, this is like a spider. I guess that's how you survive. You just... Drink blood? Suck the blood. If you're an organic being by nature, if that brain is encased in a droid body, it would eventually need new blood. Like, But you wouldn't have the ability to make your own. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. I loved that part, though. Like, the design of the big creature, Mm -hmm. the big metal crab droid tank thing or whatever. Right. Super cool. And then when it shut down and another creature all tubey and shit came out, oh, this is some Phil Tippett mad god shit going on in here. Yeah, straight up horror. Yeah. Yeah. And they even, like, I'll be interested to see how some of this scene was done because it even sort of had a stop motion vibe to it, to the way it moved sometimes, I thought. Yeah. Kind of Very herky jerky. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Uh, so I know it's a little on the nose and a little corny, but I like the Din teaching Grogu about Mandalorian stuff. What it means to be Mandalorian and yeah. the lessons of how to survive in the galaxy. Yep. I know that's going to come back as important at some point, but like it's really the best thing he could teach him. You yep. know, or really how to survive in the galaxy. He taught him enough that he was able to take his ship and go to well, and like we got to see some of like the Grogu you saw in Book of Boba Fett, right? That can do like the Yoda flips and shit. Like he flipped out of the thing into Pelly's arms, like he was using the force, my dude was using a little bit of force. I love Grogu's force face, by the way. The best. When his little ears go down, he starts thinking real hard about using the force. That's right. The best. Just the best. Yeah. He's really cute. And he's really, um, his little personality is really kind of growing in. And they're building up to him talking. Too. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, they're making, even though in this episode, nine times out of ten, when they turn to him, he just went, like that right there. Yeah. <laughs> he just made some little baby noise. But they're building up to it. He's going to say something real fucked up one day. Like one day, Din Djarin's going to go to, like they're going to be going to his fighter and Grogu's going to turn at him and say, hey, dad. And Din's going to be like, uh, yeah. And then Grogu's going to be like, you know, I don't think Order 66 was that bad. He's been on the internet too much. Grogu's been on the internet too much. Mm. Hanging out on the wrong subreddits and shit. Yeah, right. Got to learn him. We're going to be like, nah, man. That's not the way. That is not the way, kid. That is not the way. That is not how that works. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, listen. They're going to do it. But he's going to say something sooner or later. I don't know if it'll be this season, but I feel them building up to it. He's just going to say dad or something. I don't think he'll yeah. say the father. He's going to say this is the way. Or he'll say the way, you yeah. know, he won't get it 100% right, you know, the first time because he's a kid. He is it? technically a foundling, right? Like, yeah, I don't know how the rules work, but I think I remember from some of the stuff she said, dude. And I, <laughs> so Grogu runs back. He gets in the ship. He goes back to the planet uh, where Bo-Katan is and like. When she's like, oh, we're getting rid of him for the last time. And she's like running down there to tear into his ass. She's like, what did I tell you last time? Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. That was funny. <coughs> for, especially for her to immediately turn around and be like, where is he? Take me to him. Yeah, yeah. Him. Well, right. Like, that's what, you know, she's not a total shithead. She's like, oh, okay, hold up. What and happened? She is badass. Yeah, she, she is. She saves his ass several times in this episode she does um she is really good with the damn dark saber well and you notice like when den used the dark saber this episode he was having trouble with it again like yep. he's still struggling to wield it that was the having them both use the dark saber in separate scenes this episode was on purpose like to establish that difference between the two of 100 yeah. percent She's um, badass. Uh, dude, every time she got in a fight, I was all about it. Like when she fought the the deliverance people, the hill people, yeah. the hills have eye people. The mole men. The mole men. When she fought the mole men, I thought that was sick. Her fight with the big creepy whatever the fuck that thing is was awesome too. Yeah. Um, And when she took down its general grievous form and then its head 
popped off and then scurried off to get into the big part. Yeah. That's a hell of a toy right there. Did not slow her down. She hacked that thing to pieces with the dark saber. She says, "I'm done." You notice she gave him the dark saber back too. Yeah, yeah. No, she didn't say. She said, "Look, man, there it is." She didn't take I, it in combat. All I had to do, look, I used it to save your ass. Like you know, maybe you could say a little thank you. Yeah, but I ain't taking the dark saber. I wonder if he will train with her. I wonder if she will show him how to use it to your advantage. Really. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like they're both on sort of a similar journey, right? Where he needs to get, like, let go of some of his whole children of the watch deal, right? And she needs to let go of the whole, like, you know, gotta beat somebody in combat to get the Darksaber. Like, what does it matter? It's a sword. It's a cool sword. Really, what does it matter? Maybe it's time to, like, make some changes so you're planet doesn't get turned into fucking aquamarines bo-katan you know what i mean yeah um but yeah i liked her fucking fighting that big thing i want to give me the visual dictionary just so i can read about that big creepy son of a bitch it's the most horrifying christmas uh, christmas toy under the tree this year the myth of three years from now no the big creepy thing whatever that robot eye motherfucker was oh yeah 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 creepy Super creepy. Um, the whole concept of like a, I don't know, a cyborg where all that's left is like an eye and a brain. Yeah. That's tough. Right? That's kind of like horrifying. That, it's like that scene in RoboCop when you see like just his brain and his eyes. and You remember that t- container that's got the brain and the eyes and like the spinal cord? Yeah. Just hanging out in a jar? Yeah. Definitely makes an impression. It does. It certainly does. An impression of horror. Mm-hmm. I guess that's really the definition. Why only horror. one eye? What happened to the other eye? Was that all he could fit in that droid? He's like, shit. Maybe that's all that survived. Maybe you uh, give me half a brain and an eye so I can just kick it around and be creepy in a cave. I'll find a cave somewhere. Maybe yeah. that's all that survived the initial damage. Mm. I don't know. Um. So, okay. So All right, we'll get to it in a second. Another thing I liked is they gave us a little Mandalorian history. Like, I like, and also, by the way, we know, and maybe this was shit people knew from other stuff, but I didn't, that Din was born on Concordia. Remember, he's like, I was born on that planet, Concordia. And see that planet? That's the other one. Yeah. His name escapes me. That's where Bo Katan lives. <laughs> yeah. She'd probably be a pretty good mom to you, huh? Little Grogu, huh? Uh, and then, you know, Mandalore. But, and then, like, so they get to, you know, the waters of the Winnetonka, right? Right. And there's a whole lore dump plaque on the pillar where she gets to read out some Mandalorian history about the great Mandalore and how he, the the waters used to be a Mythosar den and he fucking tamed the Mythosar, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Give me some of that. Give me a whole episode of that. Someone just reading Mandalorian inscriptions off of pillars. I'll sit there. I forget it all by the morning. And he was cool. The fa- I mean, that's, I know it's like a lore dump, not a lore dump, but like it's exposition, it's flavor, lore flavor. No, I mean, and like, I loved it. It's perfect. I love <laughs> yeah. that ancient Mandalorian archaeology and the story. <laughs> Did you feel like, Okay, so you know she does that, and then he starts taking all his stuff, his stuff off. And I thought for sure he's about to get butt booty naked, except for 
the helmet. That would have been so funny to me. If dude just stripped down to nothing but the helmet. And he's like, well, I got to leave this on. Um, but I kind of felt like when he started doing his whole ritual, right? And saying the, the creed. I thought Bo-Katan, she made a face where it looked like she might have been feeling a little something for old Din Djarin, yeah, right? Yeah, it looked like she kind of liked that a little bit. She's like, hey, hey maybe this guy ain't so bad. Yeah. Little does she know it's fucking Pedro Pascal. Like, she's wondering, like, what's this dude look like under this helmet? And she one hasn't day, seen him, I guess. Yeah, no. He pops it off. She's like, God damn, jackpot. Phew. This is the way. That's what she'd be saying. I'm an idiot. So... Uh, <laughs> then there's the whole like you know she saves him out of the water and on the way up I just got the feeling by the way the whole time when she was like diving to find him I was like they're gonna there's something's about to happen they're gonna show something or do something right now Um, and sure enough a fucking mythosaur there it is there it is that mythosaur huge huge and not all that concerned with either of them, it didn't seem. No. It just kind of scoped them out. Yeah. I think they might, hanging out in his domain. I think they might be kind of trying to become friends with that mythosaur. <laughs> they always got to outdo Boba Fett. Boba Fett rides a fucking Rancor. They're like, let's make Din Djarin and Bo-Katan ride a mythosaur and kiss. Let's, let's bring out the mythosaur once Mandalore is under attack. Oh, use it to defend Mandalore. Yeah, that would be cool. You got to figure like, yeah. So, okay. So he did the thing, right? Now he's not an apostate. First of all, how's he going to prove it? Because like he says to the armorer, if I can go do it and prove to you that I did it, I won't be an apostate anymore. She's like, this is the way. If Did they bring the droid? No. No, down there. It was just... If Bo-Katan comes with him, she's a witness. Yeah. Bo-Katan is a witness, the, and Grogu are but a I witness. Kind of, I kind of Grogu feel like, could put the vision in somebody's head. I feel like the armorer was a little shitty about Bo-Katan in that fucking uh, Book of Boba Fett episode, so I she don't was. see her being like, okay, well, you're this lady's telling me the truth. It's all good, man. This is the way. Go hang out with Paz Vizsla. It's, I mean, it's true. She may spurn her, but it also may be the beginning of the melding of the tribes. Like, I think that might be what is about to happen. I think because I, I like I kind of thought because she specifically gives a speech about how sad she is that these all factions fight each other splintered and fight each other she wishes you were united and strong she sure real she really likes to drive it home that she's like by the way my family used to rule this place no big deal right i mean i don't know did you hear that i promise i'll stop talking about it i'm sorry it's just weird i'm back in the civic center by the way the fact that they called it the civic center i was like like the fucking why like the ymca or you mean like the civic center where you go see fucking Third Eye Blind play with eight other 90s bands you, that can't fill you, an arena. You telling me Nickelback played here? <laughs> she. Man. Um, I did like, by the way, after she saved him from the crazy robot thing, she made him like the Mandalorian cup of noodles. Yeah, yeah. She was like, you've never had cup of noodles. <laughs> every kid has had cup. Every Mandalorian kid. Any Mandalorian child worth their weight in Beskar has had cup of noodles, okay? <laughs> Freeze-dried corn nuggets in there, huh? You know what I'm talking about. You've never had cup of noodle. 
And the whole time, Grogu's like, hey, man, can I have some of that? In the beginning, yeah. He's like, is that for me? Is that for me? Right here. Don't walk past me. You see me. Yep. I'm reaching out for it. Don't walk past me. But Still Din, goes to Din Djarin. Din Djarin is a good guy. He shares his cup of noodles with Grogu. Yeah, he does. He just takes a little bit. He's like, all right, I get it. It's a cup of noodles. Like, I think it's good, but I don't want to eat it. All right, yum, yum, Mandalorian child food. <coughs> Man. Uh, and then when they get out of... So it ends with them getting out of the water and being like, holy shit, the mythos are, right? So, okay. I kind of would have thought that Din... Okay, so they set up the whole idea. He's got to go bathe in the, the special water, right? You knew he was going to get that done, right? This is one of those things where, like, they, when they set that up, you know that's sort of what he's got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then here's the question. So he does it. I thought it was going to be more towards the end of the season. I thought it might be the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. He bathes. He finally completes his quest. There's whatever, you know, open story beat that's going to lead into season four. But no, they knocked that shit out of the way real quick. So now, the fuck does he need IG-11 for? Is he just going to abandon that quest to rebuild IG-11? They made such a big deal out of it. I can't imagine they abandoned it. They're they going to have to do something. It's possible, but like... You know, it, uh, at some point he's going to come across that IG memory circuit. Two seasons from now. Maybe, yeah. And, and he's going to be like, shit, I forgot I had that side quest. It just hung out in my side quest log for like three weeks. I forgot all about it. And then I just randomly completed it. Weird. Rare achievement. That's right. <laughs> um. So now what's the story? So like, you, you see what I mean? That's the setup. Right, right for season three is like den wants to go bathe is the armor gonna he's gonna get up there he's gonna meet the armor go back to the armor and tell her like look i did it and she's like you did the whole creed and he's like mm-hmm. and she's like the entire creed front to back and then he remembers that the last little bit of it got cut off because he fell in the water and she's gonna be like sorry bro you gotta do the entire creed and he's gonna, there's a whole episode where he's gotta take his ass back to mandalore mm-hmm. it's just going back and forth to mandalore the rest of the season oh my goodness that's what i think is gonna happen i think din brings all the mandalorians back to mandalore i think so too in some sort or, of or bo bo katan right right maybe they are gonna have maybe it's gonna be like mandalorian blood sport where they all show up on Mandalore to have a Mandalorian Kumite to see who gets to wield the Darksaber. Ooh, a Kumite. A Mandalorian Kumite. A Budokai. A Budokai with Jean-Claude Van Damme as one of the Mandal- Mandalorians. Oh my goodness. They just need him to go into a, you know, a booth, say some stuff. Troopers into the mic, you know? This is the way. <laughs> I don't know, man. Put that armor on him. Get him doing the splits and shit. That'd be cool. I don't know. It'd be cool. It'd be Today's pretty cool. a good day for the way. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, that's the thing. Like, They kind of did what I thought was going to be the end of the season. So I don't really know where the story goes from here. Something. Something's going to happen. But where does this lead to? I guess maybe the whole next episode could be on Mandalore. Like him and Bo-Katan might do a little more exploring. I I imagine there's a lot of exploring to be done because it seems like there's 
either cavernous or underground elements all over Mandalore. Like the implication yeah. is that there is this glassed crust, but there's still the ruins of a, a planet behind a giant with, civilization with breathable air. Like, yeah, it's super sad. And, and it's, did tomb, you know you that Bo-Katan's, did you know that Bo-Katan's family ruled over Mandalore, by the way, you know, she was once a noble here. Yeah. I she was know. princess. Once. I heard that once or twice. <laughs> once or twice. What was it? He asked. He asked her something. Did you ever? And she was like, yeah. "When I was a kid, yeah. I did the creed while my father yeah. walked watched on uh, proudly. Yeah, he, I got all the gifts. Yeah, That's and then true. and oh no, where she really caught feelings for Din was where she. He's like, "What happened to your father? He sounds like a great dude." She's like, "He was a good dude. He died defending Mandalore." And he goes, "This is the way." And yeah. she said. <gasps> Great, great, great. Now I caught feelings. Um. Well, okay, so like, let's parse it out. The, there's going to be something that goes on with that mythosaur. They did the whole prophecy. The mythosaur will rise, and they dropped his name several times, yeah. even on the plaque. Yeah, and uh, and so they Beetlejuice him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. He said his name enough times, he showed up. Yep. And he was all cracking, like, what, like chilling there like a cracking. Yeah. You know, he's like, what do you want? Like, Can I help you? I've been taking a long-ass nap, you do, you guys. You guys seen Mandalore the Great? He, I used to hang out with him. I think he died, and i just been sleeping down here, man. Your boy fell down here, and you're going to drag him back out? That's cool. kind of rude. You're not even going to say, hey, like, hey no man. sandwich. Or do you think I, I, you think I don't get cheese fries? lonely down here? Like, I used to hang out with a pretty cool Mandalorian. So, like, maybe say, hey, man, you want to come hang out? Sorry. Is it the same mythosaur? You think it's like? Mm, uh, probably not. Probably not. I don't know. It's Star Wars. You never know. Well, Sarlacc it's fucking, can live a thousand years. You, considering that R5-D4 is along for the adventure of his lifetime, it could be the same. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right about that. They're going to do something with that Mythosaur. Yeah, hell yeah. They might fight it. I don't know. I don't know. The the plaque makes me think they're not going to fight it. If the the paragon of Mm Mandalorianus, Mandalore himself, tamed the beast, it would seem, it would, it would seem that the, the gist is to to tame it and, and (laughs) I don't know, ride it or direct it. You know, one thing that I'm stoked about now. Sometimes as a bit of a Boba Fett guy, right? Kind of like I'm a bit of a hat guy now. A Boba Fett guy sometimes get asked, like, what's all those symbols on his armor? And I can always say, oh, that's a Mythosaur skull. And they go, what's a Mythosaur? And I go, mm, I don't know. It's a, mythos. It's a, it's a big thing. With you don't know what it is, but mm. you know it's just a, that's no, it's a thing. That's a Mythosaur. What is a myth? And now I could be like, well... See, what happened was Mandalore the Great. Hold up. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Yes. I'm always sitting down. But are you sitting down? <laughs> you got time for some Mandalore history? <clears throat> First off, it starts with somebody named Tar Vizla. Okay? That's important. <laughs> That's taking it way back. Yeah. Now, I bet you Mandalore the Great's back further than Tar Vizla. That's what I would think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked this episode. Full of action. It felt like it was only... I think maybe seven or eight minutes longer than the last one, but it felt way longer. That seven or eight minutes goes a long way. I was about to say, I thought this was extended, but I guess it wasn't. It was, like I said, about eight minutes longer than the last episode, okay, but right. it, I still don't think it was even like a full hour. Um, it was heavy. It, there, it was. It was. 
dense. Yeah. Lots going on. I like that Bo-Katan feels enough camaraderie with Din Djarin that she would go to save him, especially with Grogu asking. Listen, like... He's building a team. I know some people were kind of annoyed with how she was last episode. Like, yeah, I get it. She's she's upset about the whole fucking. She's a, a deposed princess. Yeah, right? man. But the you know, queen with no. Well, kingdom. honestly, I, I you know I can't even say one hundred percent because I was also like, I kind of thought season three would be them sort of butting heads. Like, but it's it's definitely not taking that route. I like them hanging out together more than. Um, them being enemies. Like, I love Din Djarin. I think he's a great character. Like, they've done a lot with, like, endearing you to a character who's in armor the whole time, right? But he's also, at times, maybe a little bland, right? Right. And she spices up the fucking proceedings a little bit, you know? He's so stoic and, and tied to this creed. So, I don't know. I think it's, like, a good thing to have her along for the ride. Yeah, probably. Um, Okay. Then, she definitely knows a lot of stuff and kicks a lot of ass. Uh, 100%. Talk, talk about... There's some Mandalorian stuff that he can still learn. Like, Yeah. I know it's in his Children of the Watch, I think is what she calls him. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you Death know, Watch. You, you go out on your own. Mm-hmm. And you figure everything out the hard way on your own. You figure out what works. Like... It would seem that an alliance with this Mandalorian, like, there's some badass Mandalorian training that I could get. And you got to keep in mind, like, remember, we saw him get rescued by the Death Watch when he was a kid. Yeah. Right? So that was post-Clone Wars. They got the fuck out of there. Right? So, like, he didn't even get a whole lot of time on Concordia. And he definitely had never been to Mandalore. He says so. So, um... I think there is a lot of, like, information and stuff she can pass along to him. Like, give me all the Mandalorian history. I don't care. That's why I kind of i am stoked. It seems like she's going to hang around for at least a few episodes. I feel like the show is doing a good job of expounding on Mandalorian history. I do, too. And I like that. Me, too. Um, we got a pretty good episode of The Bad Batch this week, too. Yeah, we did. Dark as fuck, might I add. Oh, yeah. D. Bradley Baker adding another one to the list. He said, Oi, my name's Mayhem. <laughs> Cha-ching. I'm going to get a Bugatti. I'm going to call that Bugatti Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm making it a little raspier than usual because he put that, like, grizzled clone stank on Yeah, that back. dude had been through hell. That poor guy. Threw out a beard? Good on him, man. Yeah, right. Wrapped well, his armor all a, up like he was. What was up with his Dengar ass armor, though? My he's I. on an ice planet. Yeah. He was trying to stay warm. Oh, okay. He's trying to put the parka layer on, and he didn't have nothing. No, <laughs> no warming gear. I bet those stormtrooper. I have like self warming. Oh, yeah. They got like hot hands. Like, yeah, you know that. Sh- that yeah. sh- the hot hands you break and you put in your pocket. Yeah, and there's like a chemical reaction. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bet you that's what they do. And they were guarding it the whole time, freezing mm-hmm. their asses off, wrapping themselves up with their, cl- their plastic clone armor. And I like, fucking hate that l- Imperial Lieutenant. Ooh, he was I'm glad co- he got what was coming Me to too. Him. He was over-the-top, cartoony Imperial villain. It was sealed. His fate was sealed yeah, yeah. Like, like five seconds into him speaking. I was like, you can't get away with treating your underlings <laughs> like this. They will kill you if you speak to them like this. The the minute they showed his character model the first time and you saw his face, I went, ugh. 
Ugh. This guy, ugh. Don't they, even know him. Don't even like him yet. They put that ridiculous, spoopy helmet on him. <laughs> that thing is ridiculous. I can't take anybody. I don't care if you <laughs> are so high up in command that you hang out with Darth Vader himself, right? I'm part of the fringe helmet But you squad. got that helmet on? I can't take you seriously. I can't take you seriously. I can't. The I can't. Fringe I'm sorry. Squad. Get out of here. Oh, doo-doo ass helmet design <laughs> the worst and the empire's got some fucking swag too you look like i mean the stormtroopers iconic the scout trooper is out of this world fucking atat driver incredible tie fighter pilot amazing and then those guys with those helmets get the fuck out of here i'd be like demote me Son, I want to be a, a, a TIE fighter pilot. I don't want to be a lieutenant. Dude, you put the Stormtrooper mask on the front of that. It would look awesome. Of that the helmet? The skirt and helmet. They have, I'm pretty sure somebody, one of those has them like that. Maybe. I don't know who it is. but Okay, okay. I mean, it would certainly look better than whatever the fuck that is. Looking like uh, a Lord Farquaad. He from did. Shelf, from he fucking really Shrek. did. Shrek-ass villain helmet right there, buddy. Get out of here with your Farquaad ass helmet. His vitriol, like his <laughs> dialogue was so hateful. I was like, you are not long for this Mm-mm. world. No. And a Crosshair episode. I kept saying, like, it's a little weird. There hasn't been any update on Crosshair. And they were like, well, hold your, hold on to your britches because here he comes. Toothpicks in hand, baby. Well, what was messed up was that I was really pulling for him. He had kind of a humanistic turn in this episode but then the dude that he bonded with up and died i thought the they were i was like oh you, these guys work well together like they they when, when they were staying trying to stay warm there i thought one of two things was going to go down i thought oh crosshair was going to have to sleep in mayhem like a tauntaun on hoth or oh i thought they were going to kiss I, I i even said i was like they're about to kiss uh i remember having that vibe in return of the king uh, when oh, you're watching Frodo there, and there Sam, is there's there, a couple minutes. There is a cu- there is very gosh, little. Why don't y'all just kid? There is a cu- there is few pieces of media where you see two guys that want to kiss that bad and don't <laughs> kiss. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Peter Jackson should have just done it, bro. You know, <laughs> just go for it, bro. Let Rudy uh, and North kiss. Oh, guys. I just remember thinking that. I remember watching it in the movies. I was like, oh, there was a, there's some romantic ass glances. Close a couple. I was like, oh, next time, if this happens again, they're kissing. No, they're kissing. (laughs) Because the tension is high. (laughs) It is a kiss into immediate second base. Fucking. What's so funny is even up to the very end where he's leaving. And, you know, Sam's all crying because he's leaving on the ship for the last time. I was like, Just here comes kiss the kiss. Him. Here he's coming. It's coming. And then, no, again, I was like, oh. Yeah, and now guess what, Sam? Frodo's in the fucking undying lands, fucking French kissing elves. Huh? You should have. And you don't got a chance, Sam. You got to write in a big red book. Get out of here! <laughs> the big red book. He married the prettiest girl in the Shire, though. He sure did. Sam Westgam. Good on him, man. Good on him. Had a bunch of kids. Sure did. Whole bunch of them. Was the mayor, I believe, for a while. Yep. I just slapped the shit out of my fucking <laughs> Your knife. knuckles hurt? Yeah, man. You racked like, your knuckles good. Yeah, real, real good. Um, yeah, it's kind of... I don't know what I expected to be in the crates in this episode of Bad Batch, but when it turned out to be Stormtrooper armor, I was like, Okay, didn't see that coming. 
and kind of like a fucking fuck you to the clone. That's what I thought. I was like, that's the most hurtful thing that could be in there. Yeah, like, why can't it be something real valuable so it makes sense? And that's kind of what I thought. Like, leave them out there hanging. I thought it would be something of way more militaristic or tactical value. Weapons or something. about drip like <laughs> stormtrooper drip i just want to go up to fucking lord uh, lieutenant farquad and be like hey man listen like i took a peek in the crates and i saw the stormtrooper armor i get it we're you know conscription cool whatever but listen we don't need to send these two guys like one of them's name is crosshair bro he's a valuable asset you shoot the shit out of somebody from like 10 miles away so listen I know a couple of guys. They got balling ass bowling shirts. They could make you up some stormtrooper armor lickety split. They're called the 501st, okay? They argue on Facebook pages. That's all they do. They got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, um, bummer ass of an episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of what else happened besides just the sad ass shit. And it was all sad ass shit. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to see that whoever had, who had crosshair when he woke up, it was voiced by whoever. The yes. Girl is the scientist. Omega. I'm almost certain that the scientist that, he wakes up and talks to in the end scene was the same lady that does Omega's voice. It sounded like older Omega, Omega to me. And she's got those weird glasses on. I wonder if there's a run at making an Omega before Omega. Cause Omega means the end. Yeah. It was Boba Fett. Remember he was the alpha in a, uh, Oh, okay. Remember that's the episode where they drop Boba Fett's name. They love dropping his name. And they also love dropping him out of two episodes of his own series. <laughs> Got him. Got him. His name's like a black hole. It's the reverse yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah. They said his name too Through many times. Time. Now he's just gone, gone forever. <laughs> Every now and then in whatever fucking project. It'll be Star Wars episode 15 and I'll be watching it on a fucking ventilator. And, uh, and like my little heart meat will be going beep, 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 beep. And then some character's going to be like, oh, have you talked to Boba Fett lately? And they're like, no, nah, he's just hanging out with teenage hooligans on Tatooine. Time your Boba Fett. Yeah. And then the credits are going. My, my fucking line line going to go, <laughs> That's the last thing that happens is the call out of Boba Fett without the payoff. The fuck out of here. That's that right there. That's darker than this fucking <clears throat> Bad Batch episode right there. Let me write an episode. Cowboy Maloney Filoni. Let me show you what I got. Huh? Cowboy Maloney Filoni. That shit trips me out when you say that. <laughs> Do you remember Cowboy Maloney's, the store? Did you have Cowboy Maloney's in your area of Mississippi? Do what now? Was, Cowboy Maloney's? There's yeah. one in Tupelo, yeah. Yep. It's right in front of the Sam's. There's still a Cowboy Maloney's operating? I can't. I've never really been in it. I think it's open still. But uh, I would. Uh, the signage is still there, at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Real bummer of an episode. So now, the the dickhead scientist from the episode before, he's got uh, old Scarface. What's his name? What's it? The 
Crosshair, Crackshot, whatever his name Crosshair, is. Crosshair, Crosshair. The 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 stanky one, the one that put always put the stank on everything he says. Stanky, Stanky Bradley, Baker, Stanky Baker, whatever. D Bradley Baker, get out of here, D Bradley Baker. You best hope there's a couple more seasons of this. They're gonna keep introducing different clones. Well, the messed up thing was they named two clones just to have them die several seconds later. Yeah, you know, Mayhem's two do- Hex and Hex and Roadhead or whatever the other one's name was. That was just, those were cool names. Yeah, I was like, oh, these guys are gonna make it out with their commander. Nope, 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 nope. Off screen, kind of. I was that off screen deaths? Did we see them die? No, I'm pretty sure that it was off screen. Remember oh. where he's like. Go get your men and go get those crates. And he's like, my men died. Yep. That fucking guy. You knew Crosshair was going to ice that dude too. The minute he let uh, Crosshair's potential boyfriend die, he was like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. I was this close to a happy life. You fucking lieutenant. Farquaad ass. (laughs) Pew, Pew. Done for. You knew it was coming. Also knew, like, because they kind of, I don't know, maybe they weren't trying to imply it, but to me, I was like, are they trying to make us think that old Crosshair's dead, too? I knew he wasn't. No. I mean, it, it's cool that they made you think that he is, but you know that he's not. He can't be. Well, that's how they're going to try and fight, right? Because we know, like, the whole thing is now they want to get Omega to convince Nala Say to do whatever weird... uh fucking supreme leader snoke cloning shit they're doing right right so <laughs> that's how they're gonna do that it's through crosshair i don't know how like how it plays out but that's what they're gonna try to use to get the bad batch in omega 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 tick rick oh, hunter i'm real sorry that echo's gone echo. i fucking love omega man I like when she gets like a little snarky or when she gets a little fr- they ate the crew? Yeah. They ate the crew. That's super innocent. Yeah. Like it's an innocent, wholesome kind of moment where like, she can't believe that that fucking monster would eat the crew. You know, like, so was it the first season where they did like maybe one episode without, you know, the bulk of the Bad Batch characters in it where like the Hera and Chopper episode. You remember that in the first season? Yes. Right? Young Hera. Young Hera. Um, She's the one that gave her the doll, right? Yep. Hera gave her that that doll she keeps. And uh, this season, though, they've been taking some extended breaks from the crew. Like, this is what... So they did the first Crosshair episode. They did the one with... um, Jimmy Schmidt, not Jimmy Schmidt's Jimmy Schmidt's and uh, Rio Chuchi, right? <laughs> and now this episode, they've done like three or four bulk of the batch missing episodes, which is odd. Odd. Killer storytelling in this one, though. Maybe that's what it takes, though, sometimes. Maybe you have to go look over there to enjoy looking over here. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, did they, they were like, listen, we got to. There's this thing, right, in D. Bradley Baker's contract where every time he voices a returning character, we got to pay him 15 bucks more an hour, okay? And that's per episode. So, like, we can't have the Bad Batch in every episode this season because it's every time it's a reoccurring. <laughs> we got to break this okay. up. And we got to, so listen, what we'll do. If you want to get paid. To keep, him, keep on his good graces, we're going to spice it up with a little extra clones, like some... You know, some guys you may never... One will have a beard, right? Red, red shirts. Yeah, right? 
but it's their first appearance and we're going to kill him in every episode. Then he doesn't have to know $15 raise. Reoccurring role. And Dave, no, thank you. Fucking Bob Iger is sitting at his desk and there's a dead Bob Chappick. Fucking frozen and carbon no he's like uh dissolving in some big buckets of acid oh like goodness. breaking bad and stuff oh my goodness and bob Iger, he points at the bucket the the big thing of acid and he goes all right cowboy maloney feloni i'm gonna sign off on this because i like to save a buck but listen this doesn't pan out and if you piss off the the talent known as d bradley baker and we lose him forever you're going to be joining old Chapstick over there. <laughs> oh, that's gruesome. Filoni's Fel- walking down the hall sweating. He's calling <laughs> John Favreau. John Favreau's on a yacht. He's riding a jet ski. He's like, hey, what's up, baby? And Dave's like, I don't know, man. I'm real freaked out. I'm real freaked out. I just met with Iger. He's back, and he's taking names, man. Told me to dissolve me in Nevada acid. <laughs> oh, well, did you tell him the plan to, to keep the D. Bradley Baker cost down? He just hears the jet ski. He's fucking doing cartwheel like flips on the jet ski. And Fulani was like, I don't know, man. He he said, I hope it works. I hope it works. And he's like, okay, well, listen, I got a really cool idea. I just had it. All right. We're going to do another part of the Mando universe. And Dave's like, fuck, man, another part. Okay, who? What is it? What is it? He goes, all right, get this, man. Get this. Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Luke Skywalker training his Jedi Academy, all right? We got the guy. He's real cheap. We'll fucking slap a deep fake on him. We'll invite Mark Hamill up for a day so we could get the the behind-the-scenes footage, right? He's so salty sometimes, that Hamill. He can be. And, And Dave Filoni's like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's like, but get this. Two episodes in, no more Luke. The rest of it is just about his, uh... His trainees, his Padawans. Isn't that what George called him, Dave? Right? Remember, you used to hang out with George? Ooh. Ooh. I like it. We're deep. I went too deep. I had no, to fucking back out. That's all right. I had to back out. Abort. Abort. Thanks for uh, recording with me this week, buddy. Dude, thank you for recording with me. Shoo. Something about them ones in person hit different. I know. I have a lot of fucking anxious energy built up, too. I just had to get something out. I'm glad we did. Shoo. Shoo. Hit the release valve. I'm about to go get a drink at Umami, baby. Umami, no. baby. No, I'm about to play a game where I pretend to be a samurai on my ha, Xbox. Cha, cha. That's what I'm going to do. I still can't believe they called Boba Fett out and didn't show him just not even once. Not even a glimpse at his fucking palace, huh? It is interesting. <laughs> That they were in Tatooine, you know, and they didn't. That would be like pay homage to the daimyo. That would be like if you drove to the town your parents lived in and didn't go visit them, and then they found out. Like, do you think Boba Fett's not going to have his feelings hurt a little bit that his buddy Din was in town and didn't stop by to at least say hello? You know, spend some time with Chris Anton. I know he's cranky, but he's a good guy. Brutal. So listen, guys, uh, do me a favor. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. It helps a lot, like a whole lot. Helps people that like podcasts find our Star Wars podcast. Yep, and then they'll listen to this episode and they go, eh, not for me. Meh. Meh. (laughs) Three stars. (laughs) But three stars is better than no stars, which is technically better than one star and two stars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
But don't. Hey, hey at man. least we got three stars. Just, hey, like, don't. Like, listen, I love Will, but don't listen to that. Just do the five star, right? Just do. Just. I always thought. Oh yeah, give us five stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying <laughs> don't. I was just trying to take the good. Um, and uh, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonecobra.bandcamp.com. Check out the High Potion podcast with me and my buddy Steve. Um, A little teaser for stuff coming up this year. We are going to be doing our episode 400 live stream. Um, So we're getting that sorted together. And High Potion is going to be doing an episode 100 live stream this year too. They're probably going to be like a week apart the way it all schedules out. So, uh, you guys could, should should plan on coming by. I'll have exact times and stuff later. Maybe I should have waited. Well, you know. No, tease. Yeah, it's, it's a couple months out still. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be reminding you guys, I guess. <sighs> no build hype. Yeah. So, check out High Potion with me and Steve. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. I, I wonder what the, the unifying theme next week is going to be. If it was Spooky Caves this week, it's going to be big creatures next week right Ooh, that would be cool yeah it's gonna be like you know the mythosaur and then they've tech. been doing creatures the zillow beast that's what mythosaur. i was about to say the, the tech is gonna kiss a zillow beast that's oh the next goodness. episode of bad batch called it i told y'all there's gonna be a mythosaur in this season and you just you wait until you see fucking tech put a big old juicy kiss on that zillow beast talking about Mwah. Mm. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, until then, this has been Blue Harvest. And I'm Hollis Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us.